Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, I'm Danny Kelly and you're listening to the TalkSport Daily Podcast. Coming up on the pod today, we've got the fallout from game day as Liverpool finally lost a game of football in the Premier League. We'll hear from a manager who was sent off. And no, it wasn't Jose Mourinho. There's another rock legend other than <clears throat> myself on TalkSport this week. Uh, that's Noel Gallagher and we'll start with Manchester City beating Aston Villa to win the Carabao Cup at Wembley. Here's how it sounded on the Mighty TalkSport. The five minutes are long up. Manchester City have won the League Cup. A three-peat for Pep Guardiola's man. 2018, 2019 and now 2020. It is the trophy that has so often been the springboard to further silverware for Manchester City. The result was narrow. They had a clear header in the beginning. The goal, the last save from Claudio, but no more than that. And we, I don't know how many shots, and we control, and especially under pressure, especially in 2 1 up. At the end, we did it again, and very pleased. What can they manage from this? Aston Villa swung in. Oh, what a save! That is an extraordinary save from Bravo. I think you can probably tell from the, the fact that both feet were off the floor uh, that uh, I thought it was in. It was a great save. And watching it back, I just think it flicks the back of Walker's head as well, so it made it an even better save. The one thing I can say, I thought our supporters won the uh, won the battle of the supporters today. I thought they were tremendous and made so much noise. And, you know, they have done all season, and if they continue like they were today, and with them as our 12th man, we'll have no problem. There was a, a big sign of togetherness, I think, from the players and the supporters today. Now, the man of the match was Phil Foden. And yes, he actually played and started for once and did very well. You'll hear from him very shortly. But first, our lead commentator, Jim Proudfoot, and his thoughts on the young man's performance. There was a moment where Phil Foden picked up possession in the, the second half in the inside right channel. He flicked it up with his right boot, then controlled it on the top of his foot, couldn't get it under complete control and just carried on going, running at full pelt, juggling the ball. Then a perfect layoff. A moment later, he got another one played out to him. He's killed it stone dead and then flicked the ball back inside. He's only 19. It's only the 10th senior start of his career. As the fellas were saying, it's already the fifth major honour he's won. No one will ever convince me that when we're looking back on this generation of English talent in 30 years' time, that he won't be top of the lot. He's, he's the best English player, I think, that I've seen since Gascoigne. And I think he will end up being better than that. Unbelievable to get another trophy. I'm not doing too bad for me, AJ. Um, 
got a lot of trophies now. Um, yeah, it's down to the lads how, how quality they are, you know. I've come in today and, you know, they make my game easier just playing with the likes of David Silver and that, you know. They always find you and, yeah, like I said, it's just a pleasure to play with them and an unbelievable feeling just, just to win the final today. Let's head back to game day and the reaction to Liverpool getting, well, soundly beaten 3-0 by relegation-haunted Watford. And the voices you'll hear are Adrian Durham, Sam Matterface and Tony Cascarino before the game, then both managers. 55 points between Watford and Liverpool. Who can set a top division record of 19 successive wins today at Vicarage Road, unless there's a bit of Dini Vine intervention. Hashtag pray for Watford. Here's Decore down the left into there the centre. Is. There is Saar coming in and he's going to poke it home. It's a well worked effort from Watford. Watford will give Liverpool problems. Liverpool didn't play well Monday night. You know, West Ham made them look nothing like we've seen of the champions so far. You know, that they they stopped them, they denied them the space, they smothered them, made it really difficult. And Atletico Madrid did that the week before. I expect Watford to try and do that. Oh, they played the ball quickly in behind and Saar is racing past Van Dijk. He's faced up by the goalkeeper and he's shot it beyond him and Watford have a 2-0 lead against Liverpool. It's a brilliant breakaway goal from Ismail Saar. Now, Watford haven't got the same quality uh, certainly Atletico, I do feel that they have a game plan which will be to try and stop Liverpool very, very high up the pitch. Oh, given away by Alexander-Arnold. Ismail Assar inside the area. Dini with an open net to score and does and it's 3-0. Well, they're going to win now. What you need, what the common denominator in, in being successful in these situations is good people and honesty and, yeah, you need ability as well. Um, so... <laughs> I, I don't like to get ahead of myself. I want to continue to talk about things I've been talking about all, all along, and that is for us to concentrate on ourselves and not really get bogged down with too much else. But um, today's a, today's a, a, a real uh, bonus for us. It's a fantastic result, um, but we've got to try and maintain these levels of performance now. We always knew that for different reasons, that's the most decisive part of the season. So everybody's fighting for everything. How can a team like Watford fight for the league, staying in, for staying in the league? So, um, but they do, and it's not finished. It was a big step for them tonight, and important, but it's not finished. So that will be tied until the end. So, but people said our 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 schedule, like playing against Norwich, playing against. Um, West Ham and now against Watford is an easy one, but that's just disrespectful. We are not. So it was always clear there will be there will be moments when it's really tough, and you don't. Nobody gives you a little bit of space. They all stand deep, and you go again against this and again and all that stuff. And so we just for us it's easy to explain. We were not good enough tonight. And in a belting game at Goodison Park, Everton and Manchester United played that 1-1 draw. Everton had a late winner chalked off, thanks to, you know, VAR. And then Carlo Ancelotti, no less, was sent off after the game. And we'll hear from the Toffees boss, but first, Michael Keane on that dastardly three-letter acronym. How that goal's been disallowed for us, I, I, I think it's ridiculous. Um, I think De Gea's gone the other way because he can see the ball and it's going towards that corner. Um, and it's obviously hit Maguire I think it was Maguire anyway and gone right in the corner there's, there's not a chance he's getting back to save it and uh, yeah, VAR screwed us again I didn't deserve to, to send off and uh, the goal they could allow to 
the goal, but uh, the decision was different. We don't have to complain a lot about this. We don't have to, to think a lot about this. That was a decision, difficult decision, in my opinion. But after that, uh, we played a good game, great performance for the team. Uh, we deserve to win. We didn't win, but this is uh, this is what is important that we were able to compete all the time with uh, with Manchester United. Back to Tony Cascarino now and weekend breakfast with his thoughts on Chelsea and their defence after they dropped precious points at Bournemouth at the weekend. As good as Chelsea are going forward, they're just as bad going the other way. They do look vulnerable so often. I talk about it week in, week out. Yeah. Chelsea are just giving too many chances away and their form has been very up and down and indifferent. You are asking for problems because I do feel that unless you defend better, that I can't see them regularly... Getting three points. Now it's an eclectic old mix on the new edition of the Glory Hunters podcast. It features Russell Grant, Ainsley Harriet, and Bob Mills. Amongst other things that the panel discussed, which sports stars they'd like to invite round for dinner. And for Bob, there's two names on the menu. It will be Torvald and Dean, uh, and it would be something that I can speak freely about because I, I have dined with them on many, many uh, occasions. Oh. It will be a very interesting evening. What will we be eating? Well, that's quite simple. Chris is a strange eater. He's a finicky eater. Let me put say that as a finicky. Like a quail. Last time we dined together, he had quail. But it wasn't just, oh, lovely, I have a quail and I have some red wine. I'll, I'll have a juice. No, here's his tiny little quail. Tiny little pieces of quail that have been deboned. It's like an Ottolenghi quail. It's a, and there's a bit of green slime somewhere in the middle. There's no meat there on a quail. You know, <laughs> it's all bone nice. and that. But, he, but he'll eat quail and some of that. Whereas okay. Jane is a delight to cook for. Because all you've got to do is open up a tin of suet pudding, basically. A steak and kidney pudding. Frey Yeah, Frey Bento. <laughs> stick it in them, stick the whole thing. Pierce the top, stick it in the boiling water and she'll, oh, have, a, she'll have half a dozen of them. <laughs> Seriously, with mash, we'll have half a dozen of them. Who's the third person? Now, the third person would have to be, and this is the top of my head, I'm going to say Royce Mills, who was a boxing oh, yeah. referee. And the reason for that is, when, you're, when you are dining with Jane and uh, yeah. Claire, it's, uh, Jane and, and Chris, it's lovely for the first hour, lovely for the second hour. Third hour gets a little bit, for, but by the fourth hour, there'll be a little mistake, and Jane will say something like... I remember when I looked at the scores and I thought, oh, my God, I've got all sixes. And Chris would say, oh, you got all sixes. Oh, Oh, really? I wasn't there. And she'll say, of course you were there. Someone had to help me lift. And then it'll kick up. So you need a boxing referee in there to just hold them apart and say, listen, oi, oi, put that... Aperol spritzer down, Chris. You've had enough. Leave it. Aperol's and who could lift her after six free bits? Oh, nowadays, nowadays you need a team of strong men, I tell you, to get her off to bed at the end of the night. I'm going like... to bed, she said. I'm going to bed. Well, hang on. I'll oh, say, hang on, I'll get, Ri- I'll get my mate Ricky round as well and I'll, we'll take you up together. That's the Glory Hunters podcast, hosted by Charlie Baker and available from all your usual podcast providers. Back to the Carabao Cup final now, and here's Celebrity City fan Noel Gallagher. I've heard this place called the Etihad of the South. I mean, as a Manchester City fan, do you ever get bored of seeing your team win trophies at Wembley? Well, someone has just said we've since um, we've been here 17 times now, and we were like, what? I can't, I can't believe it. But um, no, I never, no, never, ever, ever get tired of it, you know, because we, 
We spent enough years in the wilderness. And obviously the Premier League has gone despite Liverpool losing, but you could still win three trophies this season. Well, I was in Madrid on Wednesday, and uh, i got to say that was one of the greatest away performances I've seen ever from City in Europe. Now, that's not saying anything because we've not had that many, but that was an amazing night. And uh, if that doesn't give the team belief that they can go on and do it, then nothing ever will. But it's going to be a tough game when they, when they come back to ours. But, you know, today was important because we've, we've won a trophy now. So that's it. So the pressure you know, Liverpool, for all their fans crowing, they've been the best team in England once in 30 years. You know, and I've, you've got to wear it off that lot. They're terrible winners, you know, worse losers, but bad winners as well. And um, but they've been the best team once in 30 years, and we now we've got to try and emulate them in Europe somehow. You know, and um, I think we're getting closer. I think we're getting closer. <laughs> Destiny's driving us to play them in the final. Or, for some reason, I can just see it in Istanbul as well, you know what I mean? And it uh, would be a terrible, terrible thing <laughs> for everybody's mental health if we, we, we had to go and play them. But, uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season now. It should be good. Over now to the final word, myself and former Crystal Palace chairman Simon Jordan. And here we are talking about the possibility of a salary cap coming into the Championship. 50 or 60% of that league, if they've got a £20 million wage bill, are going to go bust because they can't afford to be in that situation in the first place. It's really about in, in giving these guys the proper governance and proper regulation to enforce and to take away contentious points. Like, if you want to revalue your stadium, you get to do it once. If you want to do this, you get to do it once. It's about tightening rules, not changing the existing ones. It's about enforcing the governance that exists properly. Salary capping are not going to get rid of turgid little weasels like Steve Dale that rock up at Bury and couldn't give a monkeys about the well-being of that football club. he's not going to pay the players well anyway. You know, what could have done something about that was proper administrative controls over how he walked through the door, how he bought it. It's very difficult because it's a private business that's governed by an industry covenant of competitive negotiations. But he can buy the ownership of Bury, but he has to be sanctioned after the event in terms of the fit and proper person's test or... But it is or, about rules, Simon, because he is, of course, entitled to spend his money to buy Berry Football Club, but if the rules were both properly enforceable <coughs> and, Simon, transparent on how you have to finance a football club, he would then make the choice. These rules are being put forward, Danny, because there's not been enough competency within the confines of the Football League to be able to administer the challenges that various football clubs are putting to the Football League operatives. First and foremost, when they went and got this deal and, and with Sky, which all the clubs kicked up about, Red Rosini and all those guys kicked up rough, the Leeds owner, kicked up rough about the reality of the, of the EFL going out and doing a deal with a broadcaster without sanction. I had all this. We had all this 15, 20 years ago. The same thing happened then. And a commercial committee was set up and it was sanctioned by the Football League to go and negotiate, not to come back like Brexit. The, the commercial body was sent out to negotiate deals. And this change is basically because people kicked up rough about the deal that was done. So now they're changing the configuration which says that 66% of each league has got to agree to the commercial deals. That is to make sure that dissent is killed in the ranks because there's too much the infighting and the the, the the bun fighting that goes on in football league meetings it beggars belief well, just, believe me beggars get... belief so after they twice threw away leads this is Jose Mourinho on Spurs and their defence after that 3-2 defeat at home to Wolves 
We didn't manage to stop two counterattacks, which I think we have to be much more ruthless than than we were. Uh, Ruben Neves didn't sink twice in the first minute by stopping Lucas, and uh, then Donker didn't sink twice in in the last minute to to get another another yellow card by with a fall. I think in in some moments, in some positions, we are a little bit I don't know naive. Too nice. Nice, too nice, soft. Yeah, yeah. I I have to to admit that. At the back today, you changed it around. Toby was on the bench with, with Vertonghen, and you played the three at the back. I thought Eric Dyer did, did really well at the centre of that three. Very well. I think Dyer played very, very well. That's the only thing that I can that I can say. I think we the goals we conceded are transition goals, counter attack goals, and that again. Uh, I repeat, you you have to be ruthless. Sometimes people use the the words in attack. I can also use the word defensively. You cannot think twice. In the moment of being uh, playing for a result, playing for a clean sheet, and this this kind of situations, I think we were too nice. Yes, he's absolutely right. You're listening to Talksport Daily. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs, no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Over now to Trans Europe Express. This is Rob Daly, Kev Hatchard, and Mark Langdon talking about an amazing weekend in the Bundesliga, which included Hoffenheim against Bayern and the players not even trying at the end. To break down the main element of the story here, Hoffenheim played Bayern Munich at the weekend. Bayern was 6 0 up, and the Bayern supporters in the away end kept holding up a banner about Hoffenheim's owner Dietmar Hopp. That led to the game being stopped twice and in unity, the two sets of teams, in almost their reaction to the banner, didn't play for the last 15 minutes, just passed the ball around to each other. So let's start with who is Dietmar Hopp and why is he hated in German football? So Dietmar Hopp is a software billionaire who uh, developed the SAP company 
uh, which has uh, had huge success worldwide. But he also played for the Hoffenheim youth setup as a kid. Now, this was effectively a village team uh, that has grown into being a club that has not only uh, played at the top end of the Bundesliga, but has played in the Champions League recently. It's where Julian Nagelsmann, who's now at Leipzig, uh, did ever so well and, and really developed into the coach that we now know him as. And in 2000, Hopp started funding Hoffenheim when they were in the fifth division. He built them a new stadium. They've been a Bundesliga club since 2008. And he gets an exception to what's called the 50 plus one rule. Now, this is a key rule. This is basically the building block upon which the whole German system is founded because no company or individual can have more than 50% of the voting rights at a club. The exceptions are Wolfsburg, because they were a works team for Volkswagen. So Volkswagen have the, the majority share there. Bayer Leverkusen, same thing. It was the Bayer uh, Pharmaceutical Company who uh, who started that club. And because Hopp has had more than 20 years of involvement in, in terms of building that club up, he gets the majority share. What he's seen as by ultras and by a lot of traditional German football fans is a symbol of creeping commercialism in the German game. The more traditional clubs do not like the fact that somebody has been able to catapult a team from the fifth tier to the top tier so quickly. So it's not just about him. It's about ultras and and fans of traditional big clubs in Germany railing against what they see as increasing commercialism of the sport. But it's about a bit more than that. It's about collective punishment. And what I mean by that is that recently Borussia Dortmund's fans were sanctioned and told that for the next two Bundesliga trips to Hoffenheim, so next season and the season after, no Dortmund fans can attend that game. And the reason is that Dortmund fans have been continually chanting against Hopp, uh, revealing banners against Hopp, and they were told if this carries on, there will be a punishment. However, it was not expected to be a blanket collective punishment across all Dortmund fans. It was only supposed to be against certain fans or maybe a fine or something like that. But now it's a ban against all fans. Ultras all over the country hate the idea of that. And they have decided to come out in support of Borussia Dortmund. Borussia Mönchengladbach, who have no love for Dortmund, reveal very similar banners with hop in crosshairs and similar language to what was used at the Hoffenheim-Bayern game. They did that last weekend in their game against Hoffenheim. The sporting director, Max Abel, and some of the players came across, said you have to take that down. It was threatened that the game could be stopped, and eventually the banner was taken down. This weekend, we've seen similar protests. There was chanting at Dortmund. There were banners at Union. And this is a widespread thing, and this is basically ultras putting their flag in the sand. Well, that was the TalkSport Daily Podcast with me, Danny Kelly, award-winning, obviously. And don't forget, you can download this pod via Acast, Spotify and Apple Pods so that you'll be the envy of all your friends. Tonight on TalkSport, it's Portsmouth against Arsenal from 7 o'clock in the FA Cup fifth round. That's live with Mark Saggers, your host. And there'll be another one of these tomorrow when Andy Goldstein is back. Bye-bye. That 
was a podcast from Talk Sport. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>